This is the World Industrial News for Monday, October 24th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part nine of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. So technology is going to come into every aspect of this because we have known to do these things for a number of years, but we simply lacked the basic tools and the basic platform to do them with. That is not true today. We have that technology. And this will be simply applying that technology to a known problem. It should be a very stable and high probability success project. Excellent. Thank you. And I know, you know, personally, we've had numerous delegations in from countries over the past few months that are all focusing on this topic and grid modernization. And, and Pat, you touch on it, right? I mean, even like the European energy shift and the potential that's there. Um, so thank you for that. And I think, you know, before we close out, it would be really great to hear from both of you and just um, get some of your final thoughts. Um, Mona, why don't you kick us off? You know, what are you hearing from some of the drivers in this space? I know you're you are you're knee deep into this this area. Um, any final thoughts from you? Absolutely. I think I just will reiterate what Pat said about the role of technology. I think everybody hopes and wishes to build transformational infrastructure for our country and generations to come. And we cannot do this if we do not truly build back better with technology. Um, all of us in the advocacy space uh, fought very hard to get software services, digitization, digitalization, monitoring and control language into the Infrastructure Investment Jobs Act. We wanted to make sure that those technologies would be eligible for programs like the Smart Grid Investment Grant Program, um, Transmission Facilitation Program, um, and, and a host of others. And so, you know, when working with the Gridwise Alliance um, and other trade associations, some of the crux of our work is to really convey back to the federal government hey, you said, you know, you said this stuff is eligible. Now we want to just make sure as you're standing up these new programs um, that you're hewing to the legislative language and that we are really going to be able to have um, companies be able to deploy this cutting edge technology so that we really can build back better and modernize our grid. Um, another concern is that states um, are really struggling with staff, you know, just post-COVID inflation, supply chain, everything that's just kind of converging right now, um, states are understaffed and they need staff in order to get these dollars out the door. And so that is why I encourage the stakeholder outreach to them because the more that they're hearing from the folks that are actually steeped in these issues and are helping others uh, troubleshoot them, um, the, the better this money will be spent and the more likely it is to be spent on, on technology. And so, I think to the extent uh, if there are companies out there that have government relations teams in the states to really push for digitalization in those state legislatures and make sure that that is a theme that is running through your commentary um, with with these states. Uh, and and with that, you know, I, I think I'll just finally conclude with saying that, you know, let's just recognize that this is an unprecedented moment and we really do have a chance to take advantage of all of the great work that has been done by so many over the past decades. And so I, I'm hopeful um, that we will, in a couple of years, start seeing some really interesting uh, projects that are going to push us forward into the next energy landscape. 
To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Jet Fuel fueled profits at Kinder Morgan Incorporated in third quarter 2022, as a surge in air travel contributed to a 16.4% profit increase from third quarter 2021. But it's the global market for liquefied natural gas where the company, which moves about half of the gas consumed by the U.S. LNG export terminals, sees its strongest growth potential. Industrial Info is tracking more than $11.8 billion worth of active projects from Kinder Morgan, more than half of which is attributed to grassroots projects. Among the projects Kinder Morgan is proposing to address the growing export demand is the Evangeline Pass expansion project in Louisiana and Mississippi, which notched up progress on several key aspects over the last six months. Kinder Morgan also sees significant potential in renewable natural gas, for which it has acquired several smaller companies so far this year. After seemingly averted in September, the threat of a national railroad strike has returned. On October 13th, the Brotherhood of Maintenance of Way Employees Division rejected the proposed settlement due to their dissatisfaction with amounts of paid sick time and working condition improvements. The union has, however, agreed to wait on a possible strike until Congress reconvenes on November 13th after midterm elections. While a strike would have national and international implications on practically every supply chain issue, one might think that energy would be spared due to the fact that most oil and gas travels by pipeline. And there's truth in that, but other factors could come into play to push prices up and supplies down. Orsted AS announced Friday it has sold a 50% stake in an 862-megawatt renewable energy portfolio consisting of three onshore wind farms and one solar plant in the U.S. for $410 million, injecting capital into the company as it continues to develop renewable energy projects. Industrial Info is tracking $6.2 billion worth of renewable energy projects from Orsted and its subsidiary in the U.S. that have a high or medium probability of moving forward as planned, including six onshore solar and wind projects. Industrial Info is tracking more than $2.5 billion of projects under construction in Mississippi. With more than $740 million of projects each, the power and industrial manufacturing industries lead the state in the value of projects. And the European Union has announced new measures to tackle the energy crisis caused by Russia cutting off gas supplies, but has stopped short of introducing price caps on gas. In an effort to avoid the extreme price spikes in energy seen this summer, it has proposed a number of solutions, including using the EU's joint purchasing power to get better deals in negotiations with global gas suppliers, a new liquefied natural gas index, and price limits on trans- transactions on the Dutch tidal transfer facility, the gas index used for all gas trades in Europe. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.